We're going to start with Ephesians 4, verse 31 to 32. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all the malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving, forgiving one another as God has done for us as Christ has forgiven us. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for this opportunity to speak your words and only your words, Father. I ask, I ask this, Father, that you suppress me and let your voice speak, Father. We ask that in your name and let this be received in your name. Amen and amen. So it looks like today it's going to be forgiveness. As of 3 o'clock this afternoon, it was forgiveness. I did have something planned until somebody gave me a ring at 3 o'clock, and um, it just came into my mind about forgiveness, especially today, especially today. looks like there's an onslaught attack of us believers, and I'm going to speak mostly on believers. If you're not a believer, you're missing out, but we'll, we'll, we'll get there. But at the same token, I'm really talking about us who have read the word, and understand the significance of God's gospel to us. Yet division is occurring amongst us. What is going on? We need to ask ourselves that. I think it's something that we, the, the public has taught us. They just let it go, right? We're paying more attention to the more visible things, the more stuff that looks cool or anything like that, right? But you cannot go forward. What's, what is the... What is the commands of God, right? What is one of the major ones? Is to love thy neighbor as you love yourself. That ain't going to happen if you can't forgive. Amen? It's not going to happen. And I'm giving you the politician's hand right here. Four fingers sticking right back at me. All right? Every day I have to forgive. And it started with my home. It started in the house. And there's a plethora of incidences in the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, and I challenge you to look it up, where God's attributes is forgiveness. He has mercy and grace from us all the way up from the book of Genesis to the book of Revelations. And all you have to do is just pick at it, and you'll find it. Okay? But let me give you a, uh, a definition of forgiveness according to Google or Siri, as you would pop. An intentional decision to let go of, a re of resentment and anger. The other one is the act of pardoning an offender. And in the Bible, um, the Greek, the Koine Greek, forgiveness basically means to let go. To let go. So that's another way you can try to interpret it. Okay. Now, does this sound easy? Does this sound like something that's going on today? Do we lack that today, if we're honest? I think we do lack it, guys, my brothers and sisters. We do lack it. And like I said, it starts with me. Okay. And the results of that, of course, is dividing, right? Now, we all have a nature. And please, I hope you guys understand this. We all have a sinful nature. We're not perfect. I hope you guys know that by now, right? So what that does, it gives you the propensity amongst one another. And I'm just going to talk about the body church there's so many of us believers right there's so many of us that we are trying our best in our own way with God 
But one of them is the fact that we're not perfect and we're always vulnerable to, let's say, offending one another. Let me go with that one. Just offending. And I, I choose offending because that little action causes so much strife. And I think, I personally feel the Lord was in my heart to share with the body that we need to prevent this. Because I think that's where the enemy, the world, goes after. It goes after us with offensive actions that we didn't even communicate. Just the way you look at each other, just the way someone dresses, just because I wear a fancy Casio watch, somebody gets offensive, right? But it's, it's, the, it's those actions that are not spoken of that, that, that boggles my mind. There's no communication that boggles my mind. And I'm just going to speak for the call design because I know everyone's perfect, right, Pops? You always say that. But it really needs to happen. This is a church. This body is growing. And in order to love one another, we need to see something beyond ourselves. We need to have empathy for one another, right? Um, Sister Mary, two, pa two passerbys as the car breaks down, looks at her, not only just not stare at her, but they tell her no, right? One by one. And she needed help. The car needed help. What did she do? She prayed, right? She had space for grace forgiveness. She even went to empathize about each other's lives, right? And she learned to forgive them. What's the fruits of that? What happened, Sister Mary? Something miracle happened. Am I not, am I not telling the truth? Something happened. <laughs> and I, I'll get Sister Mary, but I think she'll take over. So we'll let her have her space next week. But man, she had a great story. She had a wonderful story of forgiveness, grace, and mercy. And I don't want to let that go. I remember that, okay? And you and Brother Judean, your endurance in the word and obedience, regardless of what's happening, and in order to have that kind of mercy, kind of heart, that grace, is something for all of us to be inspired by, okay? All of us. Let's look at, let's look at a couple things here. There's, you know, out of every lawyer in the world, in the whole world, three out of four of them live in the United States. What does that tell you? Now, I'm only saying that because of our church. We were in the United States. We're in California. Wonderful state, right? We're in California. That tells us a lot of contention, a lot of dissension in this city, a lot of dissension in our state, a lot of dissension in the United States as well. That's the division the enemy's going after, right? He's trying to divide us by little things, and we're forgetting the, simple th the simplest things of forgiving. And the freedom that comes with it, my brothers and sisters, is such a gift. It's such a gift. I'm turning yellow paper because Pops does it. I'm learning from him. Now, here goes some biblical reasons to forgive, right? Uh, one of them is just a great attribute. It's, a, it's one of the first things you could do to think about that's closest to be godly. Because if you read the whole word, God forgives all over the place. We would not be here. We would not be here, my, my brothers and sisters, if he didn't forgive us. And then he just heightened that with Christ, with love, right? And stuff that we want to see butterflies with. But there's more than that with his grace, 
right? And that cross, let's not even go there. Or maybe we should. What happened at the cross? Did he forgive anybody? I think you guys know. He forgave somebody, right? He forgave that gentleman right next to him. Probably the quickest salvation thing ever. That's probably the Guinness World Records right there. And the other one, he forgave all of us. That's the ultimate. He came to this earth understanding that he had to forgive. God pressed that on him since he was a child. He didn't have a beautiful life coming up either. It was a challenge. And yet he still had grace. He knew he had a duty with God. He knew that. And that's why he gives us that commandment that we must love one another. Okay? We love our neighbors as we love ourselves. That's very vital that we have to keep that in our hearts. Now, we talked about us believers, right, and how we're not perfect. We have to understand, we have to put in our minds that just because you're a Christian, you're up here. You're not. I'm going to be the first one to tell you that. You're not. Just because you gave yourself to Christ means that it's going to be happy, dorky, Willy Wonka, chocolate factory type of fun. It's not. It's not. It's not. It, it's, it's a struggle. But here's, here's, here's the caveat. That freedom, that salvation eternal, you can't really articulate that to the world. You can't, but we can live it. We could try our best to walk it, walk in his path, walk in his faith, walk in his word, right? And you don't need to say every scripture in the book to walk around every time you see somebody. How about live it? You want to see that? You want to see a really good foundational place? Look at the fruits. Look at the fruits. The fruits is the la- the fruits is what show it's it's probably it is the most man I can even tell you it's 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 proof that God has given us in this world. All you gotta do is look around about the pastor, look around about your neighbor, your friend, and then most importantly, look at yourself in the mirror. And then you're going to see whether what we're doing here works for you. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Let me get another fact out here for you guys. The last reason for forgiveness, and it's the most important and simplest one, it's a command. It's a command. So let's go to Collisions. Uh, <laughs> I go to seminary, right? I know, no, I know nothing. <laughs> Colossians 3.13. Bear with each other and forgive one another. And any of you has grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Let me read that again. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. That's a straight out command in the book of Colossians. Now, please know who wrote that? Paul, right? He wrote that one and the one in Ephesians. Where did he write it? In prison. In Rome. You want to talk about someone who had to have forgiveness? It was that man right there. Against his captors and against the people that he felt was dissing God. He still had to forgive. That's why he wrote these letters to us. To remind us. 
And it's a beautiful thing. Now, one of the things I, that breaks my heart about not forgiving, I think we know where we're going to go here. And this is in the word, too. It leads to anger, animosity, hatred, right? It leads to, it leads to vengeance. Vengeance. As a believer, you want vengeance? And vengeance can come in so many ways. Slander, right? Ignoring somebody. Playing games. Being deceitful. It eats you inside, my brothers and sisters. And I share this be with you because, not only because of what I've read, but because of me. Because of me. It took me a while this past year to understand that I need to forgive. There's, I didn't realize I had like a space, a U-Haul truck of forgiveness to do. I thought I became a Christian. I came here and worship. I get into it. And things don't change. These are things you don't see. These are things in my heart, in my mind. And, and I had to start by unpacking things I need to forgive. Because that's part of what unforgiveness does. It actually latches onto your past as well. And tell me if I'm not wrong here. It latches onto your past, brings up strongholds that don't need to be there, that don't need to be there, but you find out it's there and it overcomes you. That's why for me it's vital that I want to share with you what God put in my heart, that how important vital forgiveness is. It's not something we should just, we just overlook all the time, but we have to actually act upon it and do it. And there's riches and fruits galore when you start that process. And it started with me. I didn't realize that um, if you guys know my story, right, in regards to how God brought me here as a police officer, that was my past life. I didn't know I still had to have forgiving with a lot of guys in the department who didn't show up to help me during that incident. I didn't know I had to have forgiveness for guys for the whole department not backing me up in regards to me getting any type of coverage for my post-traumatic stress. Sounds small, foolish, but it came into fruition this year because um, money is an issue, right? And I let money get in front of God. And one of the things, once I had to press into him, as like the new wine, right? Once you press into it, I saw beyond that. I saw Christ. And what happened is Christ provided. That's the only way you're going to know he's a provider is when you're going to get pressed on certain things like that. Amen? And it, it was just a wonderful step in my life. Now, one of the things I want to, um, that, brought, that brought, that I had to bring up was a spiritual uh, maturity, especially with us. We, want, we need to look out for one another in regards to walking our path with God. Not everybody here is at the same level as, let's say, mom, right? Or let's say, Sister Lisa, all right? Not the same level as Sister Natalie, right? Everyone has their own maturity process with God. And the reason why I bring this up is because what I find is a lot of the, a lot of the dissension in churches or a lot of dissensions in families, it happens by Christians, by us. 
And a lot of times that maturity process, you know, you know where they're at. The ones that cause slander, the one that don't forgive, the one that gossips, the one that doesn't love, or the one that deceitful loves. They're here, but they proclaim to be Christians. Okay? And I just wanted to put that out to the body so we can look out for one another. And that way we can help one another. And you fight this how? By love. By loving them. Force them, right? Choose love, not hate. Because that love is where, the, is where life comes from. You choose hate, that's where death is going to come from. And so all that in regards to forgiveness and, and the glory that it has in you, if you continue that walk with him. Now, the other things I wanted to share, and we shared this already with Christ. Christ is the ultimate person who showed forgiveness, right? Um, there's certain areas that, that I thought uh, stuck out to me. The thief, of course. To me, that's a, I can only picture the thief's face at that time. He was a criminal throughout his whole life. And up to that one moment up there, he was forgiven. Like that. Uh, that's not cool. Like that, right? It was just forgiven, just like that. And then he asked God to forgive us. Just like Stephen, before his last breath, what did he say, right? Don't blame them. That's the kind of forgiveness you need to reach for. That's the kind of forgiveness you need to walk around for. You got to be proactive forgiveness. Why? Because you don't understand that there's space in your head that's not speaking to you right now that's empty that needs forgiveness. I'm telling you. I'm telling you that. And the one thing... The one thing I wanted to share, too, was also, I'm going to end it with this one. Um, that person I called at 2 o'clock, that was Thomas. If you remember, Thomas was a young man that came here. And we spoke about this. And I said, Thomas, do you mind if I share what you just told me? And he says, for the glory of God, of course. Thomas came here about three, four years ago. Um, he, was a, he was a teen at that time. He basically drove, his father was a Border Patrol agent. They were up in the mountains. They were supposed to go biking. Um, something happened between him and his father. He got upset and um, beat. He basically beat um, Thomas. Um, Thomas tried to get away. He, he continued to do so to the point where Thomas was almost knocked out. And he came back to his truck, and he took a shotgun, took his life. As Thomas was walking back to the car and he's yelling at that, he took his, he took his um, shotgun, he took his life at that moment. So that was pierced in Thomas's head. Now, we talked today, and I couldn't help it, but I asked him, Thomas, where are you at with your dad? He says, Suli, I, I forgave him a long time ago. And you had to hear it because he, it was like no real emotion, but at the same token, he had love for his father. He not only forgave him, but he empathized for him. He goes, you know, my dad didn't have help. He was suffering with post-traumatic stress, everything he saw at the border, fights with my mom, money, 
a lot of things that accumulated in his mind. And he wasn't with Christ. And at that time, it just pressed on him to the point where he just lost it. And Thomas, uh, praise God, was able to let that go. He was able to let that go. And that is what you call right there freedom. Freedom. And that's the kind of freedom everybody here deserves, needs to hear. Well, let me take that back. Deserve? No. But it's there for you for the grass to take it. You understand? You understand? Let me leave you with one more scripture with that freedom. And let's go with the book of James. We'll go right in the front. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trails of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nada, nothing. So, my brothers and sisters, forgiveness. There's, it's more complex, right, than we know. But the point is tonight, I pray that you receive the fact that not only is forgiveness something that's just there for you as a blessing, it's there for others as well. That blessing of being having that forgiveness heart and being prepared not only affects you, but affects everybody around you, affects the body. And that's what we want. That's what Christ wants. It delights his heart. Amen? Hey, online. Hola. I hope you receive something right here. Um, like I told my brothers and sisters here, there's, there's more to this story, right? And I think we'll have a part two with Pops, part three with Pastor Jerry, and we can talk about this forever. But the point is, you're in the world right now outside these walls. Keep in mind the point of forgiveness. Look it up. I challenge you to apply it in your life, not just for one incident, but for many, many factors in your life. I guarantee you, watch the fruits grow. Watch it grow. We thank you. We love you. Just to call a Zion, we're out. <laughs> <laughs>